Raiders Point, how we doing? Hey, so good to be with you. Everyone at the campuses, everyone online, welcome. Loving this week, coming off a really big week last week with Easter. And hear this, please. There were 108 people that got baptized last weekend. 108. Unbelievable. So if you're one of the 108, so glad that you're back. You're here with us. You picked a great time. We're kicking off a brand new series of messages called Dirt. And I just want to throw it out there. Like for everyone watching online in the room, you can be audible on this. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word dirt? Just throw it out. What was it? Boys? Y'all are the worst. You know I am a boy. Like you just... Mud, wet dirt. Yep, that's, uh, that's also what it is. No, honestly, the first thing, it was close to boys, but I, I put it all together. Kids. When I think of dirt, I think of kids. My three. Um, and I'll show you a picture. That's their hand. This isn't a science project. This was just a Tuesday. They're out there looking for worms, digging in dirt. I mean, they just, they're, they're dirt magnets, all right? I know because I was one, right? But what we're going to look at in this series is that dirt is for more than making messes, right? That dirt is actually a natural medium for growth. That's what we're going to be looking at. The, the dirt is comparable to our hearts in a lot of ways. That there's things that, that can grow there and not grow there depending on what's in the soil, what's in the dirt. And to look at this, we're going to be studying one parable for about four weeks. And we're going to be looking at um, this one specific. It's called the parable of the farmer scattering seed. The parable of the farmer scattering seed. And it's in Luke chapter 8. That's the one we're going to be reading from. But just to give you a little bit of a breakdown of what this is. It, a parable was just a type of story that Jesus would tell. Um, and he told a lot of different stories. He's a master storyteller. And these stories, they had different characters, different plots, but they had one theme. All of the stories were connected to this one theme, and it was the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus came onto the scene talking about preaching that there is a new kingdom and to take notice because everything is about to change. And what's surprising maybe to you about a parable is that a parable wasn't necessarily easy to understand. That a lot of times when Jesus would get up to teach and to speak, a lot of people left confused, not understanding what was going on. And that was intentional. You see, these stories that we read, they were actually invitations. Invitations that people could hear and then begin to see and to think differently. That if they would be willing to place their hearts into the hands of God, and what he was trying to do was shake things up. He was trying to till up their hearts because what he was bringing, this new kingdom, it needed new dirt, new seed, new everything. And what he was trying to do was to get people to hear this. And what we're going to be looking at in this series is, is this tension of hearing from God. Why is it that, that I can't hear from God? Or maybe this past year you got hit pretty hard. And one of the things that's standing out to you is the silence of like, why am I not hearing from God anymore? Or maybe you show up on Sundays and you look across the room or, or across the row and you see people that really seem to hear from God, but you feel like you're living in a desert. What is that? 
Well, in this story, in this parable, God's going to share just four different conditions of our heart that can either help or hurt us from being able to hear from God. And, and over these next few weeks, you'll, you'll find yourself in one of the soils. Your heart will find itself there, but please do not hear it as a death sentence. It was never meant to be that. It was meant to be a moment of awareness so that you could see where you are and you could hear from God. Like I love the song that we sang last week um, where it said that, that you make the wasteland, you tell it to bloom. That there is no soil, there is no heart that God can't reach. So if you're coming in here, I want you to hear this. That no matter what you came in with, no matter what somebody told you, what would never grow there, what you're feeling, you need to know that there is a God that, is, that loves you. There is a God that is for you. There is a God that can take what you just see as dirt that nothing can grow on and to make something beautiful out of it. All right? So hopefully I gave you enough time to get to Luke chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 4. And I promise you, I'm reading it exactly the way it's coming out. I'm not skipping any parts. You'll understand what I'm saying here in a minute. But Jesus steps up to tell this parable, the parable of the farmer scattering seed. It says, one day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd. We just covered parables, so we're, we're set here. And then it says, told a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. I, I want us to like place ourselves here. This is a large crowd. Jesus has been doing some things for a while now. So there's all kinds of people in this crowd that are following. There's people that really do believe him. There's skeptics. There's people that are just neutral. They just saw a crowd going like, ah, oh, let's see what's going on over here. There's people that are opposed to Jesus. All of them are here in this moment. They're all gathered around. Jesus steps up. Like this is the moment. This is the moment that you capitalize on momentum. This is where you give them the best of the best. Like give us the hits, Jesus. Give us a little bit of the, the beatitudes. Throw in some of the, the golden rule. Turn some water into wine. Do something, Jesus. Get them here. Because think about this. You have just invited your friends and your family to hear this guy. You've never heard anything like it before. You've been talking him up over and over again. And now here it is. Jesus steps up to the mic. Look at what he says. I'm not lying. This, this is what he says. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for a lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns. And it grew up with it and choked it out, choked out all the tender plants. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil. The seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as been planted. And then, this is what he says. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Good day. <laughs> and walks off. Imagine being in the crowd and being like, this is the guy you told us about? This is why we left. I have biscuits and gravy in the oven right now. And you're, you got me here talking to this farmer. Like what is going, like have you ever shared something with someone, like a movie that, that you loved and you just want, you almost want to see their reaction to it more than you want to see the movie again. 
Like this was mostly my dating relationship with my wife. She watched like three movies growing up. So pretty much every week I'll be like, hey, we're going to Blockbuster. We're getting a movie that you haven't seen. And then you sit there and I'd be watching the movie and looking out of the corner of my eye, waiting for the part, waiting for the part that I laughed until I cried. And then the part would come and it would be silence. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Are, are you watching? Are you seeing the same? Why can't you hear what I hear? But think about all the people that would have been in this crowd, right? Like we talked about, there were people that believed and didn't believe. There were people there that were completely opposed to this. This new kingdom, that wasn't just like fun talk. That was talks of war. You're gonna bring a new kingdom? There would have been people that would have been trying to shut this thing down. They would have sent out informants to follow Jesus, to listen to this message. So they sent out Goomer and Gomer and they said, hey, you go follow Jesus. Tell us what he says. He says anything about that new kingdom, we're riding on him tonight. He's going to be dead. And these Goomer and Gomer, they sit there and they have their whatever they take notes on. And Jesus stands up and he's like, there was a farmer. Scattered some seeds. Some fell on a footpath. Some fell on thorns. Peace. <laughs> what do they come back with? They go back to headquarters, the evil headquarters, whatever that is. And they're like, all right, so what, what did he say? Is he going to do a new, a new thing? No, I think he's going to be a farmer now, um, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. But then there would have been people there that just wanted to come because they wanted to see something cool. They, they just wanted a miracle to happen. They had heard God do some things and they wanted God to do some things for them. What did they hear? They heard nothing. But then there would have been a select group of people that wanted to hear. They were desperate to hear. That even when he talks in parables and it doesn't make any sense, they can't understand it. They want to so bad that they can't leave it at that. They can't just leave it at a story. They go and ask questions. And this is where the disciples were. Because the followers, the ones that were really close to Jesus, they're with him. They hear this parable. They hear this story. They didn't get it either. But they didn't stop listening. Look at this. His disciples asked him, what does this parable mean? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. But I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures may be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see because they're not really looking. And when they hear, they, they won't really understand because they're not really trying to hear, not, not for, for what I'm trying to give them. That's what this parable was about. Can, can you hear from God? Can you hear the voice of God? Can you hear it? I have things in my life that, that I can't hear. Things that other people can hear, I just can't hear them. Like some of you know this, but most of the time when I'm not preaching, I'm hosting a service. So that means that I come up in the middle, I do a welcome, celebrate a little bit, and then get to the message, which I love doing. But there's a part that brings so much anxiety to me. It's because most of the time when I come up here, I have to come up at the end of a song. And most of you are like, I don't see the problem. Exactly. I can't hear it. I don't know when the song is going to end. My only cue to when a song is ending is when you guys start clapping. And I'm like, yep, that's, a, that's the end of it. But I have to be here by the time you start clapping. clapping. So it kind of puts me in quite the pickle. But some of you are like, well, then how do you get up there at the front of the stage? 
It's like, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, this is backstage stuff. Um, I've been doing this for so long that the team is finally starting to realize like, oh, he really doesn't hear it. Because I've been in so many rehearsals, so many meetings where we're doing a song and the worship team's up here and they're like, okay, so Ryan, your cue, you'll hear us go from, from that bridge, that, that bridge to that final chorus. That, that's when you know when you can come up. You'll hear it, you'll hear it. I won't hear it. <laughs> the only bridge I know is the one that gets me from Indiana to Kentucky. I don't know of another bridge. I won't hear it. So what they had to do, they eventually gave up me being able to hear the ending of a song like a, like a normal human. Um, and what they did was they put a light on the top of a stick on the, on the side of the stage. I promise you. And I stand over there and I worship, but at the corner of my eye, there's a red light. And I know red means stop. Even when I think this is the end of the song, still red, not time for me to go. And then someone in the back in production hits a button and that light turns from red to green. And I am a trained monkey. I see green. I come up here. It's, welcome, Trader's Point. I can't hear it. I've gotten better over the years, but I really have to focus in to be able to hear it. What Jesus is saying in this parable, he's trying to get across is one of the biggest problems with the human heart, with the human condition, is being able to hear God's voice. The, not just hearing what we've always heard, not just hearing the loudest voice in the room, but being able to block out all of the noise and to be able to hear from God. I mean, that's been tripping us up from the beginning of humanity to be able to hear and know with confidence that is from God, that is from the devil. And being able to hear, we have to be able to hear God because everything is based on that. Look at Romans 10. Romans 10 says, so faith comes from hearing. That's hearing the good news about Christ. That if we're gonna follow after God, we have to be able to, to hear. Can you hear? Can you hear what God has been saying? Have you ever been able to hear the voice of God? That sometimes it can feel like it, is it just you? Is it just me? Am I the only one that, that, that can't hear from God? There's something that God wants to do that can only be heard through his voice. And there's something that can only be heard when you come to God, not on your own terms, not on looking for a miracle, not on asking what can he do, but, but to come to God and to offer him your heart and to say, God, I want you to reshape this thing. I, I want you to do what I can't do. God, I wanna hear from you, even if it's a whisper, even if it's a word, I just want to hear from you. And in this story, there's something very specific that Jesus wants us to hear in Luke chapter 8. And the disciples, they keep pushing, they keep listening, they keep asking questions. And Jesus says, I'm going to tell you what this means. And look at this. Lucky for us, he tells us exactly what this parable is. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. 
The seeds that fell on the footpath, they represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. It's a word problem. And each week, we're gonna look at the different conditions of the heart that you can find yourself in. This first one, we're just gonna look at that first part, the, the footpath. And um, just because this is where I am in my season of life, we're gonna turn it into an old school word problem, math, elementary school. Um, because my daughter's in third grade and I'm redoing third grade math. And um, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying that's what I'm doing. And I'm pretty good at it. I get, I get a lot of them, I get some of them right. Um, and she, she checked this one for us. So, but the part is let's break it down item by item. In this big story that seems really vague, Jesus is gonna make it really clear, those that have ears to listen. So he says the seed, well, that's God's word. And then the dirt is the human heart. And then the first one that he comes across is that this, this farmer goes out and scatters this seed and some of it falls on a footpath. And this footpath represents a, a, a soil that has just been crusted over. The, the seed can't penetrate, the seed can't go down. What this is, is it's the people that have never heard the gospel message. They may have heard the words, but, but it's never implanted. It's never went down. It stayed on the surface. They couldn't hear. It fell on deaf ears. And it says when this happens, that the evil one, the, the devil comes by and he, and he snatches them up before they ever get a chance to go into the soil, before they ever get a chance to, to go down and then to bloom. You see, the devil is in the prevention business. The devil cannot turn down the volume of God that's above his pay grade. But what he can do is turn up the volume in the world. He can turn up the volume on the content that you take in. He can turn up the, all the voices that, that just recycle over and over and over again in your head that tell you who you are, where you're from, what you amount to. And as that voice gets louder and louder, we never get a chance to be able to hear from God, to hear the beautiful gospel message that Jesus came to bring. I just wanna ask is, oh yeah, we can clap. Get clapping, cause I'm just getting warmed up. We're getting to the good stuff. But is that you? Would you say that that's me? I come? I want to hear, but I've never been able to hear. I haven't been able to hear in a really long time. What is it? What is it that is wrong with me? Why can't I hear from God? And I just want to pull out two big kind of camps that I see that are, that are there in the times of Jesus and that are there today. For, for, for why? Because I think that's where we have to start. If you can't hear from God, it's not to just leave it. Well, I guess there's nothing to be heard, but ask why? What's preventing you from hearing God's voice? What's, what is keeping it at bay? And I think there's two big camps. The first one is this, I don't wanna know. And maybe you wouldn't come out and say that, it's not that blatant, but in your heart, you're thinking, I really don't want to know. Because if there was a God, he hasn't proved to me that he's a good God. 
Because a good God would bring good things and a good God would have kept me from all of these bad things. I don't really want to know, kind of want to know. If it happens, it happens, but I'm okay if it doesn't. And maybe you're there too. You're okay if it doesn't. That you've built such a good life that the idea of bringing in a builder at this point sounds like a waste of money. You're like, I've already built the thing. I have the family. I have the job. I have the vacations. Why would I want to mess with that? Why would I want to do some foundational work there? I, to be honest, I don't want to know. You got to really desire. You got to really want to hear it. Because if you don't, you won't hear it. That's the first camp. The second camp I would say is, I already know. I already know. And I'll tell you why I think this is possibly the most dangerous soil that our hearts can find itself in. Because that soil, I already know, lives really well in the church. It's almost like a greenhouse for that type of thinking. And here's what I mean. I already know. I I got the Jesus thing. Now I'm just going through the motions. That I show up on Sunday, I already know how it's going to go. I open my Bible on Monday, I already know what God is going to say. I already know what he's going to do that I'm not expecting of him doing or or changing anything. And the problem with that is that you can be in such close proximity with God that you can do all the things. You can come to church on Sunday. You can be in a group. You can read your Bible. You can serve. And from the outside world, it looks like you are planted right there. But what's really happening is that it has crusted over that the seed is just on the outside of the soil, it is never going to grow because you're never open to what God, not just what God did, but what he has for you. And you're never rethinking anything. You're never being challenged with anything. You're never curious. The same God that you knew 20 years ago is the same God you know. The same prayers you prayed 20 years ago is still the same prayers you, you pray now. There is no growth. That there's nothing there that, that has really found its way in You're exposed, but you're comfortable. If you find yourself in one of those camps, either I don't want to know or I already know, I just want to challenge all of us with this. There is a solution. You don't have to stay on the footpath. You don't have to stay crusted over. You don't have to stay the way that you have always been. God wants to do something new. And it all begins and ends with this one word, listen. Listen. Can can you hear it? Those with ears, hear it and understand. And hear it. And you're going to have to listen for it because it's not going to come in the same way that other kingdoms come. It's not going to come crashing through. It's not going to be overly clear. It's going to be a seed small, that unless you are looking for it, unless you're waiting for it, you're not going to feel it. You're not going to see it. Unless you're, you're focused on that and that alone, then you can have this moment where you get to hear from God and that God wants you to hear, but it's, it's, it's going to be different. That, that, that we kind of want this, this over-the-top moment, Right? Like, maybe that's why you can't believe right now. You're like, if God was real, why wouldn't he just do a better job of being God? Like, give me a banner. Like, just put it out there. I'll get my coffee and you, God is real in the clouds. 
But that's not what God is going to do because God is different and God wants you to see differently and God wants you to hear differently. Unless you're listening for it, you won't hear it. Do you know why so many people come to faith at rock bottom? I think sometimes we get this idea that God finally got tired of them messing with their own stuff and he came through and he demolished everything. He took it away from them. That's not what happened. What happens at rock bottom is that everything that you planted died. Everything that, that you wanted to grow, everything that you thought, if that one will sprout, if that one will go, then my life, then it will be better. And then from the jail cell, from the hospital bed, from the broken relationship, from the bankruptcy, you watch the things that you had planted in your heart die in front of you. And things got so quiet that you could finally hear the word of God. And as you were sitting there just looking at a pile of dirt, thinking there is nothing that can come from this, it was a very faint voice. And God said, I'm not done with that. Keep that right there that I'm gonna come and I can do something beautiful there. All the things that you were trying to plant to create the paradise you thought you wanted, I'm gonna show you if you'll listen, if you'll hear it, that I can plant something that can't die. I can plant something that the roots will be so deep and so strong, storms can come, hurricane winds, it doesn't matter. Nothing is going to break these roots. Nothing is gonna be able to steal you from me. We want this show of power, thinking that that'll be the thing that'll let us hear from God, but it won't. A show of power, if, if God did that, we would bow to it. But a show of power would make nothing more than slaves. God doesn't want slaves. He wants sons and daughters. It won't be this crash that comes through. It'll be a seed that drops. That when you begin to see who God really is, that that is when things begin to change. That when you get able to hear that, that all that he was willing to do for you, that is when you're able to hear more and more and more. But listening is hard. Hearing is hard, especially in the culture and the environments that we live in and wonder why we don't hear from God. If there's, God's not done talking. God's still speaking. God's still scattering seed. What we need to do is to place ourselves in environments to have the type of soil that is receptive to the word of God. And that's through listening. And over the next few weeks, we'll look at all the things that get in there and kind of cloud it up and make it hard for us to be able to hear from God. But today, I just want to put a challenge out there to listen. To listen. So much of our lives are to do, to get things done, to get to the next thing, but to have time to listen. Are you a good listener? How would you answer that? How would the person next to you answer that? How would your spouse answer that? How would your kids answer that? Because if you want to know if you're a good listener, if you're able to hear from God, you, you'll be able to hear from people. Because it's a constant cycle that if you start listening to people and you start hearing what's really going on, You'll want to talk to God more. You'll need to hear from God more to be able to serve them and love them really, really well. We've got to listen. And not just listen to respond, but, but listen to learn. That's a big difference. We're trained our whole lives to listen to respond, to listen so that you can have the answer 
But what if you were listening just for the fact of being more curious? Listening for the fact just to ask more questions. To listen is to love. Do you know how I know I'm not listening? I'm not asking any questions. I'm making statements. I'm hearing a story, but I'm not really listening. My wife's telling me about something. Oh, wow, that's cool. Great. Quit playing. I'm not listening. I am just getting through, going through the motions. How, if you knew how many mornings I woke up thinking about the other day of like, how could I have missed it? When I walked through that front door, how did I not have more questions? How did I not have more love? How did I not care more about hearing? One of the simplest ways that I know that I'm not listening and I know that I'm not caring, I'm not in the moment, I'm not present, is a simple question when I come through the door. If the first thing I say is just, how was your day? That I know that if I go to my wife, and that's not the first thing that I've said, that I'm thinking about something else, I'm not present here, and I'm not listening to learn from her. And then as she tells me about her day, if I'm not asking any follow-up questions, something is wrong. Because my wife is incredible at a lot of things. Telling stories, not one of them. She either gives way too many details or not enough. Her stories are full of holes, okay? So if I'm going to listen, she can go from, I was at Target and then we were in jail. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. How did you get, you were just at Target and the shirts were half off and then, uh, no, okay. But I'm just going through the mo. If I'm not asking questions, when my kids are so excited to share something with me, to show me something that they think is just the coolest thing. If I just meet it with, oh, it's cool. No, it's cool. No, I love that. And I have no follow-up questions. There's so many follow-up questions. Babe, how was your day? And then listen to learn to ask more questions. When my son comes running up, telling me about what happened in Minecraft today. There's so much that could happen in Minecraft. I have lots of questions. <laughs> when my daughters come up and they tell me about gymnastics, do I have a follow-up question? Whenever they come up and they, and they tell me about this new floor routine that they're working on, do I have a follow-up question? When my son comes and he asks me about Minecraft, do I have a follow-up question? When my daughters come in and they tell me about space or they tell me about Barbies or they tell me about what they're working on, the bracelets they're making, do I have follow-up questions? When my son comes to me and asks me about Minecraft, <laughs> do I have a follow-up question? Am I leaning in? Am I asking questions? Do I care enough to know? That's what I'm saying. Because to have people around you and to not listen to them, for them to exist in your presence, but to not hear them or to see them, do you know what that is? It's hell. To live not being heard, to live not being seen. And that is the same thing with God that I'm imagining living on that footpath, living not thinking God hears you or you can hear from him, that is hell. But you need to know that God sees you, that God loves you, that God is the best listener, that God is leaning in, waiting for one of your broken prayers to come up so that he can meet you in this moment and to let you know that I hear it that I'm for you, that I'm with you, that I'll never leave you. Keep praying, keep talking. 
to go through life not thinking that we already know or to think that there's not nothing to be known, but to come into every single day just open-handed. That to pray with that kind of mindset, not just praying with a list that you've already created of saying, God, this is what I need you to do, but to come to God with, with open hands. And instead of regurgitating the same prayers over and over again, asking for the same things, what would it look like to pray without talking? Y'all know you can do that? Some people call it meditation. But to sit and to just put up a scripture or to, to phrase a question, to make a prayer, and then to just sit and to listen from God. To hear what he has for you more than what you have for him. Here's a prayer that, that, could, that could change things up for you this, this week. God, what do you have for me? Do you see how much more open-ended that is? Then if I just pray, God, can you make Steve fall down the stairs this week at work? Probably not going to do that one. God, can you give me a raise this week? I haven't seen God too great on ultimatums. God, can you do this? God, if you will do this, then I promise I'll do that. And we begin to put God into this box and then get mad when he doesn't want to live there. But what if we could come to God and say, God, today is your day. You woke me up. Before you get me out of this bed, I'm declaring it. God, what do you have for me? That that's what this relationship is all about. Us following God, that, that's what it is. I love the way Eugene Peterson said it. He said, the task is not to get God to do something I think needs done, but to become aware of what God is doing so that I can participate in that. I heard somebody once say that God will either give you what you prayed for or he will give you what you would have prayed for if you knew all the things that he knew. Either way, you're gonna get it. But do you have this space, do you have this open heart to believe and to think that God's not done with you? There's something that I haven't heard yet. To hear it. Can you hear it? And here's just another thing just to put into the context of the conversation this week as you go. Do you have a time and a place to hear from God? You probably have a time and a place for most things. A time and a place when work starts, a time and a place for lunch, a time and a place, all of that. Do you have a time and a place to hear from God? He will not compete with traffic. He will not compete with these noises. But what he will offer is an invitation to come close. You see this in Jesus all the time. He does all these amazing things. He's working like crazy, doing ministry, serving God. But then he always sneaks away to these lonely places, to these quiet places. And then he hears and he says, I'm, I'm not here to do what I want to do. It's not about me anymore. I just want to do what the Father wants me to do. Do you have that? Do you have a time and a place to hear from God? You know, I hear people talking all the time about like, nah, I really hear from God when I go on vacation. Well, um, I'm sure that's true, but I don't think God lives in Florida, you know. Um, I think what happened was you got away from the noise. You got away from all the things that you were hearing. And you had this moment, it wasn't even very long, maybe a day or two. But you started to see things differently because you were hearing things differently. Do you have a time and a place? And I'll tell you, one of the best times and the best places is the first thing. The first, what would be the... The thing you hear first sets the tone for the rest of the day. 
And if the first thing you hear is something somebody crazy said on Facebook, you're taking that with you all throughout the day. If they upset you, if, if they bothered you, that's the thought that's running in the back of your mind. But what if you opened up God's word and you said, God, what do you have for me? And you read and you said, I am God's masterpiece. Huh, that's a different thing that I hear. What if I heard about God's love and grace and mercy? What if I heard about his wants and his desires? And I thought, man, I want that. Imagine how you begin to hear things. You know, you can hear things that aren't really there. A lot of times we hear it in the negative sense, right? Like if, I don't know, hypothetically, you and your spouse are not seeing eye to eye, you're a little off. You hear the worst. You hear the tone. Like you can just come through the house. It's been, you've been trying to talk through text. It's gone horribly all day. You come home, you walk through the doors. She's cooking dinner. You're like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Oh, not much, just making dinner. I'm sorry I was at work. I would have helped with dinner. Nobody said anything to you. Nobody's worried about you messing up dinner. But what you heard is what you wanted to hear. You wanted a fight, so you found a fight. There are things that you can hear only if you really want to hear them, only if you're focused on hearing them and pushing everything else out. Then, then you get to hear what God has for you. And it's such a beautiful sound. There is nothing like it. And I just want to put it out there for, for anyone who's here today, anyone watching online, any, anyone at the campuses, that you would find yourself on this footpath. You would find yourself in this place. It's not at a lack of trying. You come every single Sunday. You're in the group, but nothing has taken root. And you're wondering, when am I going to hear from God? I just want to ask, maybe what you're waiting on hearing is not going to come. And it's not because there's something wrong with you. And it's not because God doesn't exist, but what if it's God has something better that he wants to share with you, but you can't hear it because you're not looking for it? What if you're wrong? What if you don't have all of the answers? What if there's something more to know? What if? What if following Jesus is more about getting God than getting away from the devil? Maybe that's what you heard your whole life was you needed church, you needed religion so that you could keep running for them from the devil because he was fast. And the moment you stopped, he was gonna eat you up. And so you ran and you ran until you got so tired that you can't even see or think straight. You can't hear anything. But what if you heard a different message? What if you heard that this whole Jesus thing isn't about running from anyone or anything, that you're standing on the victory of God, that the devil runs from you? You got nothing to be afraid of. That's a different message to hear and that's a different mindset to live with, but can you hear it? What if, what if following after God isn't so much about getting to heaven one day and then we're just on our way there and then one day this thing will pay off. But what if the message Jesus came to bring was about a different kind of kingdom? What if it wasn't about us coming from here to there, but what if it was heaven invading earth? Heaven with a takeover, heaven on a rescue mission to find you. Do you see how you begin to see God and hear God differently? What if life isn't about you tiptoeing on eggshells trying to get your way to the end of this thing? What if you could walk in confidence? What if, what if this whole thing was not to get you polished up so one day you'll be worthy of love? 
But what if how wild this sounds, it could be true? What if God isn't worried about you getting to a mansion in heaven as he is to coming and living in your heart? That God is not waiting on you to get to him. God is coming here to do something new within you. What if, what if you're moments away from hearing something that will completely change your life? Have you heard, have you seen these videos of people that go their whole lives and they can't hear anything? And then they sit down in a moment and they put one of those devices on their ears and then it's just like the switch flips. And they can hear themselves laughing, they hear themselves crying, they hear their loved ones. And it is such a beautiful moment. They're just bawling by sound, by just being able to hear because they couldn't hear anything before. Do you know what that looks like to me? It looks exactly like when people get baptized. It looks exactly like when this moment comes when you've been sitting there for years hearing this message and you thought you knew it or you thought you didn't need to know it. And then in a moment you see who this God is and everything changes. And you hear this message that you heard a thousand times and in this crazy way you hear it for the first time, but it's like you always knew that it was true. And then by that voice, you begin to hear everything else in life. And all you want to do is just hear from him again and be with him for a little bit longer and to hear something new, to grow a little bit closer to him, just to be in his presence. Then when you begin to see him and hear him, it is a snowball effect that just keeps growing and growing and growing. And God begins to plant something that grows and grows and grows. And it's everything. It's reading your Bible with a desire to want to know something new. You're not just looking for the parts that you've already highlighted. God, show me something brand new. God, let it hit me in a way that it's never hit me before. And you'll see it come to life. You'll hear things that you couldn't hear before. Like with this, this parable, maybe all you've heard so far is a farmer with some seed, throwing stuff in places he shouldn't be throwing stuff. Who plants seeds on, on a walking path? Who plants seeds in rocks? You didn't hear that he planted seeds everywhere. There was no spot that he didn't throw. He covered the whole ground, everything. And then when you really begin to hear what this is and you begin to dwell on it and just ask God, God, show me what this is, how powerful it is that the illustration becomes so, so clear. Because the seed was what? The word of God. And if we look to John, John says that the word of God was God and the word of God was there and by all things it was created through it and for it and by it. But then it goes on to say something else, that the seed, the word of God, that the word became human and dwelt among us, that God is the farmer. And more than that, he's not just the farmer, he's a father. And the seed is not just any seed, it's his seed, it's his son. And then when you begin to see that this farmer is not just throwing out seed, he's offering his son as a sacrifice. That God would love you so much that he would leave heaven, come here, bring his kingdom with him, start something brand new, something we could never do on our own, to take the penalty to take the sin, to take all of it and nail it to a cross and to die for you and me. 
that when you begin to see that this isn't a farmer, it's a father. And it's not just a seed, it's the seed. And then you begin to see this picture of a helpless devil who watched this whole thing thinking he was winning. Think about that. The, the, the devil saw Jesus, was played a big part into getting him on the cross, saw him murdered, saw him thrown into a grave and he thought he buried him. He didn't know God had planted him. He didn't know God was gonna bring a harvest out of this. He thought that he was taking him away. He thought he was plucking him out of it. God was saying, I'm not done yet. That by this one death, all will have life. That this seed will scatter and it won't stop scattering. For those that hear, you won't be able to unhear that this is life changing. I just want to ask, do you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you, can, can you begin to see it? And it's okay if it doesn't happen right away. Continue seeking, continue knocking. For those that knock, the door will be open. And in a moment, it'll come. In a moment, it'll seem like you've lived your whole life just deaf and blind to what things really were. And then in a moment, all the color comes in and the sound comes in and the love comes in and the grace comes in and the mercy comes in. And you get to this spot where you know that this is not me that God loves me so much that I just wanna be with you. I just wanna spend a little bit of time with you. Whatever happens is great. Life is a short blink of an eye, a vapor. But what I'm gonna do now is what I'm gonna do from now into all of eternity, I'm gonna be with you. And I just wanna ask you all to stand with us in this moment. Everyone in the rooms, everyone watching online to stand. And we're gonna sing. Sing it and hear it and believe it and know that it's true, that it is that good, that our God is for us, that God can do something in this moment that you didn't think could ever be done. And that this is just the beginning, that come back in the next weeks and weeks to come to hear more about how you can hear more from God. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for shedding light on a story. God, we thank you for giving insight to who you are, that it is by you, Jesus, that we know more about our Father, that no one's seen God, but if we see you and we know you and we know your teachings and we hear your word and we hear your heart, God, let that be the only thing we wanna hear. God, we pray right now, we're gonna turn up the volume in this room. And we're gonna shout at the top of our lungs because we just wanna be with you. And we just wanna dance with you. And we just wanna stand with you. And God, we believe in this moment, new things can happen. God, we believe in this moment, we can hear things that we desperately need to hear. Because what if, what if the things that you've longed to hear can be heard? What if there is a good God? What if he does love you? What if he does have a word for you? What if what you're dying to hear, that you are loved, that you are wanted, that you are accepted, that you are forgiven, it all comes from Jesus. Hear it in this moment. And God, we don't wanna let go of it. God, help us to, to have that mindset as we go from here. 
God, what do you have for us? And let us just be with you. Jesus, we love you. It's in your perfect name we pray. Amen.